Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for a Sunday morning sermon right here on our website. So we're glad that you've joined us today. Uh, we, uh, we invite you to gather with us around the Word of God here on Sunday Morning Alive with us today. Uh, wherever you are in America, wherever you are in the world, we welcome you to our website. We welcome you to gather with us around the Word of God. In fact, that is the title of the sermon that I want to bring, prompted by the Holy Spirit today to you. And not just the Holy Spirit uh, prompting me in the immediate sense, but something that has come over time watching end-time events occur that indicate to us that the day of the Lord is near and the coming of Christ is near. So that's why this message is so important in times like these. And the simple name of this message is, It's Time to Gather Together. It's Time to Gather Together. Friend of mine, the coming of the Lord is at the doors. We're living in the last of the last days, and the scriptures are very clear. We need to encourage one another in right living in this end time when so many are falling away, when we see it almost daily, some Christian leader or some Christian uh, uh Family is breaking up and someone is leaving the faith and, and someone is compromising the faith. Now more than ever, we need to come together to exhort one another, to strongly encourage one another. There's a lot of discouraged people. There's a lot of deceived people. And we need to help each other uh, to stand firm in this last day. Friend of mine, I believe that God is going to speak to us today by His Word and by His Holy Spirit. So let's get in the Word of God right now. It's time to gather together. Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. This is the program uh, whereby we can get together for this purpose. The purpose is to encourage one another, to actually provoke one another to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. That's why the title of this sermon is, It's Time. Knowing what we know, seeing what we are seeing, uh, looking at the Bible in light of the occurrences in our world, and, and, and the prophetic uh, word of God that we find lining up with all of the events that are occurring right now in our world, we need to be 
people that are are children of the day and not children of the night. Amen. We're going to cover that in just a few moments, but we just want to take a moment once again to thank you for coming to our website. If you are in the Tampa area, uh, you can assemble together with us uh, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. to 1230 uh, and come and be with us at Embassy Suites Hotel on the campus of the University of South Florida, 3705 Spectrum Drive, just off of Fowler. You can see the hotel. It's very simple to to come and be with us, and we would be so glad to have you. You will receive a warm welcome, and I believe you'll be warmed by the Word. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're going to sense the presence of God as we exalt Jesus because the promise is if we come together in his name, he said, I'm right there in the midst of you. And we're looking for the manifest presence of God in every single service. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles and you've opened to that scripture, I pray that you'll go with us now uh, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 1 through 11. The day of the Lord, that day of judgment, that time of Jacob's trouble concerning Israel, but that global uh, tribulation period uh, that is going to take place and affect everyone everywhere in the world. That day is approaching. The Bible actually says that day is coming and it shall burn as an oven. It's the day of God's wrath and God's retribution and God's righteous judgment, His justifiable anger uh, at at the not only the sins that moved Him to send a Savior, but the sins that that include resisting and rejecting the opportunity to obtain God's grace and God's forgiveness, and God's pardon for our sins. The pushback against the light, the pushback against the sovereign Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the trotting underfoot of the blood of Jesus, the disdain for the Bible, the disdain for for a moral code that is based on the truth of Scripture. And, oh, friend of mine today, don't ever, we say it at the end of our broadcast, at the invitation, don't run deeper into the darkness. Run to the light and become part of the, of the children of light. Amen. Because if you do, you're, you're going to find a peace. You're going to find a hope for the future that nothing in this world can give this is a this is an ever deepening darkness that is covering the earth isaiah 60 puts it this way darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee and shall be seen upon thee So it's time for the children of light 
to walk in the light, to live in the light, and to let our light shine before men. Oh, friend of mine, the coming of the Lord is near. The tribulation is coming right after that. And, and that is no, no time to be asleep. No time to be slumbering. This is a time to be alerted. This is a time to be awakened. And I'm praying for what revivals of yesteryear and times past have been called. We don't see them yet today, but they were occurring in years past. And every true revival that has occurred down through time has been called a spiritual awakening. That's why the Bible says, Awake thou that sleepeth, and Christ shall give you light. So it's time to gather together and to exhort one another, to strongly encourage one another. As another scripture puts it, lift up the hands that hang down and strengthen the feeble knees. Amen. We need that encouragement. We need that interaction within the body of Christ and gathering together. Not just going to church, but gather, seeing the purpose of it. Not just to go in and be entertained, but to go in, (laughs) amen, and be involved in the work of God concerning each other. Sowing in to one another that the whole body becomes strengthened and strong. Praise God. All right, if you have your Bible, let's continue on the subject. It's time to gather together. Listen to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as the thief in the night. The day of the Lord is coming like a thief in the night. Now this, this is not the coming of Christ for his church, the day of the Lord. The coming of Christ for his bride, his church, is the rapture of the church, the harpezo. The, yes, I know, I know, I know the word rapture is not in the Bible, but the reason for the use of that word is all of the information we have about the coming of Christ for his church in the scripture. I call it the secret coming of Jesus, the day of the Lord, the day of his wrath is coming. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan hath come down unto you, having great wrath, the scripture said, for he knows he has but a short time. Amen. We're supposed to know when the time gets short and we're in the season of the coming of Jesus and in the season of the day of the Lord. And that's why the Bible said that, that we are to, we are to know perfectly. We should know perfectly that the day of the Lord is going to come upon the world like a thief in the night. Christ's coming is going to be very similar, isn't it? The Bible said that midnight there was a cry, behold, the bridegroom cometh and the the, the ten wise virgins with oil in their lamp 
heeded that call to go out to meet him. Amen. The day of the Lord and the coming of Christ as a thief in the night. And there's a, the reason this, this truth is, is being reiterated is because of Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 24, verse 43 and 44. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. Amen. Listen, friend of mine. It's so important to heed the warnings and heed the instructions from the Word of God. The Scripture says, as Jesus spoke it clearly to us, beware to the Christian community. Beware, lest your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, that that day come upon you as a thief, for as a snare, as a trap, suddenly sprung, you see, it shall come upon all the inhabitants of the earth. Now let's look at this in the context here of our text that we have previously read. 1 Thessalonians 5. Let's get back up to verse 1. It says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you don't need that I write unto you. You have no need. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as what? A thief in the night. Amen. Listen. For when they say peace and safety, then... Sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. You see, there's no running, no place to hide from the wrath to come. It's important to understand there is a place to hide now from the wrath to come. <laughs> there, is a, there is a person <laughs> that will gladly receive us if we repent of our sin and we come to him humbly repenting and by faith receive him as our Lord and Savior. There is a hiding place from the wrath to come. That was the issue when John the Baptist was baptizing unto repentance and, and those corrupted spiritual so-called leaders of the day came down, you know, to, to, uh, to, to really criticize him because he wasn't operating under their hypocritical religious system. <laughs> and when they got there, he said, Who hath warned you to flee? the wrath to come. They were not there with this understanding of a judgment to come and this desire to humbly repent of their sin and seek forgiveness so they could find safety during that day. They were there in their self-righteous pride and they came down to criticize him and and the Bible said of him, <laughs> this man they came, John the Baptist, to put down. You know what Christ said of him? He said there was never greater born of woman than him. And yet the the religious crowd 
of that day, the leaders of the, of the Sanhedrin, they came down to point the finger, to nitpick, to criticize, and, and to act like they were there to be baptized. He didn't want to baptize them. They didn't deserve to be, they didn't come to repent. And he was baptizing people with a repentant heart friend of mine that you can you can fool uh, many people you can fool yourself but you can't fool god and and we needn't try we need to be open and honest with him so listen to this carefully for when they say peace and safety sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child Jesus spoke about the, the, in prophetically about the end times. And he said that, that when you see these things come to pass, lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing nigh. He said the end isn't yet when certain signs begin. It's the beginning of the end, but the end is not yet. For these are the beginning of sorrows. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction, you see, shall come upon them as travail upon a woman with child. That's exactly what the scripture means and the words in the scripture means. Amen. When it speaks of the, of the, of the end time and it said these things The end isn't yet, but this is the beginning of the end. These are the beginning of sorrows. The Hebrew word, or the Greek word rather, here for sorrows is birth pangs. Birth pangs. It's when a woman goes into labor. There's a lot more sophisticated ways to determine how far along she is once she's entered the hospital or the midwife is delivering. But the first thing they ask is how close are those labor pains. The first thing they want to determine is how close are the labor pains. There's always been wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and all of the things that mark the end time, but never in such quick succession as they are in the end times and as they are right now. You finish one war and another one starts up. You hear hear a rumor of a war beginning here and a rumor begins over there. It's one right after the other. And it is the beginning of labor pains. And what does that mean? That means it's going to culminate in a birth. And this is going to culminate in the day of the Lord and the coming of Jesus Christ for his bride and for his church. Amen. When they say peace and safety, first three and a half years of the tribulation is going to be a time of peace brought by someone seeming to be a man of peace who is really, really embodied by the prince of darkness himself. I believe that the Antichrist is not just going to be influenced by the devil, but actually possessed by the devil. And no marvel, the scripture said, if Satan himself be transformed as an angel of light and his ministers ministers of righteousness. 
this this worldwide leader to come is going to bring the nations together and there's going to be a false peace for a very small season while he comes into full global power and friend of mine it's going to be a short-lived peace when he comes on the scene but the eternal peace and the lasting peace is going to come when the Prince of Peace himself comes. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back and coming soon. When they say peace and safety, first three and a half years comes. The second three and a half. That's when all of the bowl judgments, all of the trumpet judgments, all of the judgments of the book of Revelation are compressed into three and a half years. Never been a time like it. There'll never be a time like it again. It's not just the time of Jacob's trouble. It is primarily in prophecies concerning what is going to happen in Israel during this time. But it's going to affect the entire world. And everyone on the face of this planet, the Bible said they won't escape. There's no place to run. There's no place to hide in this world. There's no, there's no shelter. There's no, 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 uh, survivalist place where there's a tunnel back under a mountain and, and people are stocking it up with stuff. There's no place to hide from what is coming. Everyone will experience the wrath of God that is not ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. And not hid in Christ in God spiritually. Friend of mine, this is no time to be on the fence. This is no time to try to keep one foot in the church and one in the world. Thank God for those who are honest about that. It's because you know that you need to get off the fence. That I believe God is going to challenge you. The Holy Spirit is going to prompt you. And if you get in church somewhere. Where the word of God is preached. And people are serving God. They're not they're not living a double standard. People that go to church are, are Christian people. True Christians. Followers of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and if the word is preached, it has a sanctifying effect upon the congregation. That's why Jesus said, now you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. It's how he prepares his bride for the groom to come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Himself. He said he loved the church, gave himself for it. Amen. That he might cleanse it by the washing of water by the word that he might present it unto himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy hallelujah uh, sometimes the word of god hits us doesn't it it hits us in such a way that we we are compelled if we're true christians to to check ourselves out and see if there's something in our life that is holding us back 
from allowing this cleansing process to take place in our life. I love that prayer of David, don't you? That prayer of repentance in the, in the Psalm, Psalm 51. Wash me with hyssop and I shall be clean. This cry for cleansing. We need that holy desire to be clean today, to be sanctified, which means cleansed and set apart unto God for a holy purpose. Holiness and sanctification go hand in hand. They are so similar in their meaning. So today, that's one purpose of the word today is if if we are hungry to be clean we are being exposed to that that has cleansing power if initially it was the blood of jesus have you been to jesus for the cleansing power are you washed in the blood of the lamb but after we have positional righteousness through being washed in the blood we seek out of a heart of love for God and reverence for God and a realization that that we can't have one foot in the world and one in the church, one in the dark kingdom and one in the kingdom of light. No, we cannot. We must decide. And we seek that righteousness. We seek that holiness. We don't have an aversion to it. We want, we want to be right with God. His seed remains in us that we sin not. We're going against His nature and our new nature and His nature in us if we keep giving in to the devil and allowing the flesh to go on into the darkness. Friend of mine, it's time to gather together, to strongly encourage one another. And now that we see the day approaching more than ever, I believe there's an amen resounding from many in this audience because I believe this truth is resonating in so many hearts of so many true Christians today. Amen. Listen, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. In other words, once it begins, it will continue until the the cup of his indignation is full and his wrath is poured out to the last drop. There will be no place to run and no place to hide. But there is now. That's the good news. There is now. Listen, verse 4 says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. You see, if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched. Oh, friend, we know, we know, we know we're children of the light, (laughs) and that day will not come upon us as a thief, and Jesus won't come upon us as a thief because we're expecting him. We're looking for his soon coming. We're longing for his coming. And to them that look, 
who are those that long, you see. He shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Praise God. Verse 7 says, They that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But we who are of the day, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. (laughs) That's why I come on with Maranatha. (laughs) Even so come, Lord Jesus. I have the hope of salvation. Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. That's why we come together to edify one another, to comfort one another with these words. Praise God to strongly encourage one another. You, you, you listen, you can't do that from a distance. We have to be up close. We have to get to know one another. We have to get spiritually sensitive to one another's needs. A friend of mine, the body edifies itself in love. And when that happens, there's, we don't leave anyone behind. We see someone that is down. We make it our personal business to lift them up. <laughs> Praise God. And a day may come when we need lifting up and that we, it can, it can be returned unto us. What we've sown can be reaped by us till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God designed us to not live isolated from one another and insulated from one another, but to live in a family relationship in the family of God. And I'm not talking about a church building per se, but I'm talking about a gathering place where we gather together in the name of Jesus Christ. For as many come together, assemble together, gather together in my name, there am I. In the midst of them, there's a special manifestation of of the Shekinah glory of the presence of God, the same fire that was on the burning bush when God spoke from that bush, that bush to Moses. Amen. That fire is available to everyone that has named the name of Christ, truly been born again today. When we come together, I expect to see the glory of God. Now, I'm not talking about the pillar of fire, the, the, the cloud that led them in the old covenant, but I expect to see the miracles. Did not I say unto you, Jesus said, roll the stone away? Did not I say unto you, you would see the glory of God? When that dead man was raised from the dead, God was glorified. It was a manifestation of his presence and power in that great miracle of raising Lazarus. I come to God's house to get with God's people 
to hear God's word and worship him together. And I expect to see the manifest presence of God in the midst of us because Jesus is there to manifest himself. Hallelujah. Well, I have, I have preached away our time like I always do. I want to say to you today, if you haven't come to Christ as your Savior, you're a child of the darkness. And the dark prince, the dark, the rulers of the darkness of this world are ruling you. But God wants to set you free from Satan's prison of darkness and deception. Jesus is calling and he's calling for you. And if you will heed his call and not keep running deeper into the darkness, but run to Christ, run to Jesus, the change will break if you decide to turn from the darkness and come to the light, come repenting of your sin, come by faith receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Those chains that hold you in darkness will not hold you any longer. They will have to give way to the call of God. When Jesus says, come to me, come, whosoever will let him come and drink of the river of life freely. If you will come, the chains that are holding you back will break. They're holding you because they're manipulating your will. But if you will to be free, they'll break. Come on. Come unto me, said you that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart and spirit. And you'll find that rest for your soul. <laughs> oh, you'll find that safety. You'll be able to flee the wrath to come. And look forward to the coming of our great King, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Christian, today, if you're on the fence, get off. Get in a good, solid Bible-teaching church and find brothers and sisters that will encourage you and you be an encouragement to them. And together we'll weather this storm. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we'll all be ready for the coming of Jesus.